Rad Dad Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Barry. Joining me, Mr. Joseph Troyan. Mr. Adam York will be with us momentarily. He is uh doing the doing the dad thing. Uh he will uh he's hustling. He's doing his best. But we're here uh ahead of week 12 as we record this a little later in the week. We've got some NFL on right now. Hockey night on ESPN plus the Hawks taking it to the bolts right now. Uh, and we've got college football, of course. Huh? Bedard. Oh, did, is that, he scored? That's what I'm checking out. No, he didn't score. Dead gum. Uh, yeah, not going to catch Gretzky doing that. Um, Underrated. So, yeah, we got a lot to cover here. Um, let's get into the playoff rankings. Um, I thought finally, not that it matters because it's all going to work itself out, but Georgia, number one. It was silly for them not to be number one this whole time. I go back and forth, Joe. Are you are you in the camp of like you're the national champ, you're number one until someone proves you otherwise, or do you like the week to week shift? I I prefer the completely blank slate week to week. What have you done this year? I, I know I know that that's probably that's probably not the right way. And the other way is probably, there's probably some mix that's the right way, but I think that just starting blank slate, what have you done for me this year? I think that is the most proper way to do it. I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah. I, um, I don't disagree, but there's been some weeks when Georgia, you know, looked quote mortal. Um, they quickly, Shifted that. They're not. Last they're, they're not. Like that's the thing. They're they're just not. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I I I used the phrase Death Star mode last week on a bunch of podcasts, and they made me look really smart because yeah. my God, um, they're clearly the number one team in the country. I'm fine with Ohio State at two, but everybody else, like nobody's really wowed you outside of Oregon, but they have the one loss to Washington. Yeah. Um, fucking that little thing. Like I guess you could say Bama has had a little bit of a wow factor since the loss to Texas, you know, which feels like seven months ago. Um, everybody's had their moments when it's like, are they going to, are they going to lose? Outside of Michigan, but they don't play anybody. Well, and I think that too, you know, and, and especially with like Alabama, like Alabama's had two seasons. I mean, they just have, yeah. they, they took a, a few games to kind of figure themselves out. What are we doing here? Who's the quarterback? What are they? What is mm. what is the quarterback we choose going to be good at? And they figured it out. And they're not the team that played Texas. They're just not, you know. And that's like you know, Oregon's probably not the team that played Washington the first time anymore. Like, I wish we could be a little bit more fluid with the rankings and allow teams to really truly develop and improve instead of just saying, well, no, they, they lost to so-and-so or they'll, so they can't be, you can't put them above them. It's like, come on, man. Like people get better. If you, if you think Jalen Milrow right now is the same Jalen Milrow that played against Texas, you're an idiot. It's a completely different thing. Yeah. Yeah. They pretty much had a season where Tommy Reese had his head in a trash can. And then they've had a season where he's just let Milrow be the quarterback and he was, hey, Tommy Reese was homesick for the first couple of weeks, okay? He's a little homesick. They, honestly, like, it's been kind of funny. They've just been running basically, like, the single wing with with Jalen yeah. they'll, they It's honestly like what Air Force does now. Like, Air Force runs the option, and then they'll take some shots deep. Like, that's what Bama does. 
Well, and that's what I think Urban Meyer uh, said it today. Urban Meyer was like, he is the best athlete in college football. He was like, no offense to anybody else, but Jalen Milrose is the best Ooh. athlete in college football. Brock like, Bowers going to get mad. And, and, well, it's like Tommy Reese woke up one day and was like, you know what? Shit. What the hell am I doing? This guy doesn't have to be a quarterback. Like, I was a quarterback. He can be different. <laughs> and it's like, okay, Tommy, thanks. Yeah, who knew? Um, thanks for putting the big boy pants on, buddy. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, everything's going to kind of work itself out because Ohio State and Michigan have to play. And yeah. Florida Florida State's going to have an ACC championship. Washington's got their hands full this weekend. If they can escape or, I guess, went out, they'll still go to the Pac-12 title. Is that how that works? Or will they – because nobody else – I was going to say, like, I could see the, the Pac-12 else, playing themselves out of everything. They could. I don't see Oregon losing Like, if Oregon State goes on a of, run and – I mean, outside of the Civil War. Yeah, Oregon would have to lose the Civil War at the end of the year because everybody else in the conference has two or more losses. Yeah. Because ideally, the Pac 12 wants Washington to win out, Oregon to win out, play in Vegas, the winner goes to the playoff. Yeah. SEC is pretty much wrapped up. It's Bama and Georgia. They're fighting. That that SEC championship's a play in game. Um, where do you stand on that? I think if Georgia loses that game, they're out. Depending on what everybody else. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say. I mean, if if everything plays out chalk, then Florida State has to be in, correct? Yeah, Ohio they're, State they're undefeated, Michigan, yeah. yeah, Ohio State or Michigan have to be in. Yeah, Washington has to be in, and then you've only got one more spot. Like it's got to be whoever wins the SEC championship game. Yeah. So that would be, I mean, that would be, oh my God, good lord, that would just be tragic almost in a way. <laughs> like, but very fitting that that would happen on the last year of a fourteen playoff. You know where it shows that this is why you have to expand. You know, it's it's not a bad thing to get more people involved, especially when something like that can happen. I know you'll have the people that will say, well, Georgia, or if that happens, Georgia just should have won that game. And it's like, well, shit, man, like I bet great teams have one slip up. It happens, you know? Yeah. Um, sorry. Hell, everybody better just be scared to send a 12 team playoff because then Missouri would be in it and Missouri would pull an upset or two and be national champions, probably. (laughs) Uh, I mean, imagine if they have Missouri on the opposite side of the other SEC team in a bracket. The other SEC teams ever get have to go to a cold place and get beat or something like that. That's going to be the fun thing about the 12 team is you will have a team like that that just gets the right draw and can beat people. Yeah. I mean, that's what, like, I'm like, that's why the playoffs going to be so awesome because you can have, you know, let's say here, let's look at the rankings. Let's try to do it. So let me tell you this. The first time an SEC team has to go out and play like in the Pacific Northwest and it's cold and rainy or like a snow game where it's like 15 degrees outside we might actually go back to the BCS format after that. Like that might be the end of the 12 team play. We're just going to go back to BCS after that. Uh, 
Oh, retiring Jameis Winston's jersey? Hell yeah. All right, so I'm trying to find a 12 team. So this is from last week, November 8th. So you had the 8-9 matchup of Ole Miss at Alabama. <laughs> it's 7-10, Penn State at Texas. Okay. The, six, the 6-11 would be Louisville at Oregon. And then the 5-12 would be Tulane at Michigan. So then That's Ohio right. State. Yeah. Yeah. Ohio State, Georgia, Florida State, Washington all have buys. Hey, Louisville now, can't beat Florida State, right? They can't what? They can't beat Florida State, right? Like they don't play them, or you're saying they can't? No, 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 I'm saying like like they're not going to do that, correct? Yeah, like they'll it, they will meet in the ACC championship. God, that'd be hilarious. Right? Yeah. Does Louisville have to win out? Uh, did all this stuff? Yeah, probably because Carolina to do all the time. Get the bed so bad. Yeah. I mean, Louisville just has to get by Miami this weekend, and then they're in because their last game is Kentucky. That doesn't matter. But they they they're not beating Florida State. So, yeah, I think like I would like for them. Now, maybe this is just beggars being choosers or whatever, but if there is a repeat matchup, I would like for there not to be any. Like that 8-9 Alabama Ole Miss. That's what happens in the NCAA tournament, right? Like basketball-wise, they look at that, correct? I feel like they and they, try, they try to avoid it in like the first round or so. Like they, they try to avoid that. Yeah, I feel like they do. Um so, outside of that, though, I don't really care. At that point, it's like the best twelve teams. Yeah, put put them in a tournament. Go get it. And because first first round on campus, correct? Yes, but not second round. I think you would do second round because second round would be all the people that got buys, unless they're going to put them in like the access bowl space. Yeah, like you would put like it like the semi the semis would be, um, or the quarterfinal would be yeah quarters, you know, orange rose sugar, uh, you know fiesta whatever, and then you would have semifinal in two spaces and then. I guess you got the New Year's six, so you could do the four two and then where the national championship is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, guys, gonna be freaking awesome. <laughs> I would love that. It's like it'd be awesome. Selfishly, as an Ole Miss fan, it seems like Kiffin's getting it to where the program is peaking, like at the perfect time, to where you're going to yeah. be in that top fifteen and have a shot. Hey, um, quick thought I had today at work, and I threw it out there, and I, I don't mean this to be offensive to either coach. <laughs> Lane Kiffin and James Franklin are the same people, right? See, I had somebody say that to me, and I don't think so. I mean, they 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 both recruit well. They've built really successful programs. They typically don't lose to people they shouldn't lose to, and they just struggle to get over that proverbial hump. All of that is true, but James Franklin has 
10 times the resources that Lane Kiffin has. He is, I mean, what, is there another big power five school in that state in the same conference? I mean, how dare you, as I'm watching them on TV, attack the Pitt Panthers like that, sir. Good I, Lord. I mean, come on. Have the um, entire city of Pittsburgh coming after you. Jesus. He's also been there since he's almost been there a decade. Like, like Lane Kiffin's only been at Ole Miss for four years. So he's won 11 games, one, two, three, four times. So I would say he's on paper, he's gotten over the hump more than Kiffin. He just is in the same. Because he's just, he's just gotten that one Ohio State one and that's it. Yeah, he can't beat Michigan and Ohio State regularly. Yeah. And they, they always have better teams. Um, like if the 12-team playoff had always been around, James Franklin would be thought of in a completely different stratosphere as coach. Yeah. That's my only argument because I had another guy bring that up. He was like, Link Kiffin's just James Franklin. And I was like, okay. Link Kiffin would probably – I, like, I think better, it's a bad a thing. Coach. I really don't. But, yeah, I mean – Penn State's resources are just astronomically better than what Ole Miss has. I mean, Ole Miss has got a collective now that's respected and they're in the top 15 or whatever. But honestly, if, yeah. we're, if we're being honest, unless you're in the top five or six, it doesn't really matter. You're just kind of with everyone else. Um, plus, like my argument is the Ole Miss job, I think, is tougher than the Penn State job for everything I just said, but also – yeah a division rival is in the same state as you recruiting everybody. Like if you're like Penn, like Pennsylvania is a pacifier state. Like Louisiana is, if you are a Pennsylvania kid and you get a Nittany lion offer, you're probably going to Penn state. Yeah. Like they can swoop in late. Like LSU always does offer somebody. Boom. They'll flip. They got him. Um, but yeah, very similar in like, they they can't they can't win the quote big one, but I mean the Bama game this year for Ole Miss was very gettable, but the Georgia game was not gettable at all, as everyone saw unfold. Um, but uh, very similar, very similar trajectory right now. James Franklin's first two years at Penn State were seven and six, seven and six. Then he went eleven and three, eleven and two. Nine and four, eleven and two. COVID, they were four and five. Man, a horrible, yeah, they had a horrible COVID year. Yeah, declined the bowl game. Uh, <laughs> seven and six. Then they went eleven and two last year, and now they're eight and two. Like they're probably going to win out and go ten and two and have a chance to win eleven again. But everybody just considers him a bum because he can't beat Michigan or Ohio State. Well, even I think Which, some of that, some of the fan base even is kind of, you know slowly but surely kind of making a turn on which yeah, is I, that which yeah i mean looking at his i mean he's 86 and 38 in nine almost 10 years i'd take it yeah yeah sure i understand you want to beat ohio state michigan that obviously that's like the conversation i was having to have with old miss people in athens after the game I was like, did you honestly think this was going to work? Yeah. No. Like, I was just hoping, like, that ah, just be a good game. Nobody get yeah. hurt. Get out of there. Let's, let's be competitive going into the second half for a little while, something like that. Yeah. Sure. 
And you, you, you dust yourself off. You get back on the plane. You go win the last two games. Then you, got a shot, then you got a shot to win 11 for the first time ever in school history. Yeah. Potentially have 10 wins for the second time in three years, which has never been done. Yeah. Um, yeah, that I, that's a big thing with college football right now. People have to gauge their – like people have to check their expectations and their reality more. Yeah. The Looking at these coaching searches. <laughs> Like Mississippi State, like when Cody asked, you know, who I would get or who I would call. Yeah. And I said, Kurt Signetti. Yeah. Don't don't worry about where he's from. Don't worry about if he's been to Mississippi. I mean, he's coached at Bama. He coached Alabama. With, with Saban, but like he just wins. Like the perfect example, Kansas. They went and got Lance Leipold, just a dude from Wisconsin. Coached a bunch of D3, won a shit ton, and now he's got Kansas seven and three, and they beat Oklahoma with, with this that, year. With no quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Playing the backup. Yeah. And yeah, Kansas just made it simple. Like, hey, we're just going to go find a guy that wins yep. and he'll figure it out. And I think that's yeah. what Mississippi State needs to do. That's. I, maybe that sounds like, you know, oh, well, no shit, Zach. Like, go get a winner, duh. But, you know, I don't worry about, like, oh, we need to get this coordinator because, like, he's got recruiting ties to this state. No, it's it's NIL now. Who cares? Yeah. Just raise well, like, the money. I think, just I think fine. That's like the people that, you know, they they are hesitant on on what's his name um, at Liberty. Um, Jamie shit. Chadwell. Jamie Chadwell. Because he's, I mean, and unfortunately for him, he doesn't have like two like one year stops in SEC school or something. You know, he's just kind of always been at smaller schools. And people are like, "Well, he, he, I don't know if he could handle like recruiting and bump up this thing." It's like, I don't think it matters. Like, I think he runs a scheme. Typically, when Mississippi State's good, they're doing something weird and different. Like, I, it's just funny. It's funny. Don't call Dan Mullen though. Call call Dan. Bring Dan back home. Bring him back. Home. Be the worst. Wouldn't be the worst thing. Matt Barry's been kicking his ass on the golf course for a year, or so yeah. Is Matt Barry a stick? Huh? It, it I don't know. Honestly, I always I always turn it off during that segment of the Thursday night games. <laughs> uh. What about what about A and M? What do you think about A and M? I mean, I think. There are a lot of people that know far more people than me and are national national guys that say they think they already have their dude. It's just a matter of the next couple of weeks happening and then they'll move. Cause look, nobody's gonna leave their job right now. No. But no. I mean, you have to first look at Mike Elko. Seems like the logical move. Um Did he did he like it there, by the way? Like I mean like, is there know. any like sense of like, did he like College Station? Did he like that atmosphere? Did he? I mean, I, would, I think that's the thing. I mean, I, I could say it being an atmosphere that's not a, um, not an easy one to be in. And people threw his name out there, and I was kind of thinking to myself along the lines of, well, what if he hated it there? Like, what? What if he just didn't like the the politics of it and everything? Could be. I don't. I don't know that. 
Um, Lance, you know, we talked about Leipold. He's probably on the list. Yeah. Um, you know, transformed Buffalo into an actual bona fide, you know, living and breathing program before yeah. he got there. It was just a disaster. You've got Elko, Taz was a former assistant under Jimbo. Uh, I, Chris Kleiman's on this list. I don't think he leaves Kansas State. I think he's got a great gig. There's no that, that dude's built for Kansas State. Yeah. Uh, interesting one here. Jonathan Smith, Oregon State. I know he played at Oregon State. Yeah. He's he's from that area. Like he's originally from California. He's been in the Pacific Northwest basically his whole life. I don't see him leaving. Dan Lanning's not leaving. Or I would I would literally, I would slam my head in a door. If Dan Lanning left Oregon, because yeah, I, that was kind of one of the more definitive statements that I've ever heard a coach make. It just, it, it, why would you leave though? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, you're literally building a monster. You've got Phil Knight's checkbook right there, <laughs> blank whenever you want it. Um, you're about to go to a conference where you're going to have a hardballist Michigan most likely because he's probably tired of the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Ryan Day, it, what? Who knows? And how they play right now, like they'll go into the Big Ten and whip people's ass. Yeah, like they're basically building a Georgia in a unless uh, unless Kyle McCord or whatever turns it around that actually becomes an Ohio State quarterback. Yeah, he's got a huge buy. I think his buyout's twenty million. I mean, I know A and M's got more money than God, but nah. Caitlin well, DeBoer so- at Washington's on this list. I don't see that. Yeah. So the 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 funniest thing I think that I hope comes out of the Texas AM debacle with Jimbo Fisher, and I'm I'm normally very, you know, pro labor, anti collusion, but I really hope ADs start colluding amongst themselves and say, Hey, wait, none of these guys are actually worth this amount of money. And anytime we give them more on their plate, they just bitch about it. So, like, maybe we start paying these guys, like, what their actual market value is and, you know, don't give them a $5 million raise when they say, well, I'm going to go somewhere else. Say, go somewhere else. Hey, you know, Lane, you want to go coach at Auburn? Go coach at Auburn, man. Go have fun. Go do it. You know, I, you know, it's always hilarious. Like fucking Pat Narduzzi, fucking Pat Narduzzi pulled this shit off a couple years ago. Like, good yeah. lord, I, dude turned two glove Pickett into a huge. Yeah, he range. turned Pickett and Addison into into a contract. Yeah. The one like group of five guy that's on this list that I could see them getting down to him and taking him. And there's no chance he would turn it down. Jeff Trailer, the UTSA, Texas guy. They'd love him because he hey, he knows Texas high school football. He I was gonna say I mean state he, championships. And he could do it, correct? Like I, I think he could I think he's a damn good coach. He is. And I, I just think that unfortunately for him, he's kind of in that same thing like Chadwell's in where you would have to have an AD with a ton of confidence mm-hmm. that just said, I be damned. This is going to work. Yeah. That's he's not splashy. Um, 
But dude, he's he he could win his thirtieth game in in three yeah. years this weekend. Is that why Willie Fritz never gets a job because he's just boring? Yeah, I think people are scared off by his age. Yeah. How old? How old is he? He's not that he's old. Six, he's like sixty or something, isn't he? But I mean, I guess that's old for coaches. He's sixty-three. And Gus, I was going to say Gus is. Yeah, I was going to say Gus is fifty-eight. I looked up Gus today too. Yeah, I. I don't see Gus going anywhere. Like, dude, he's got it made down there. They've got nil figured out. You don't. You don't think they call him home? <laughs> Nah. Get back to his old Springdale days. (laughs) Get Mitch Mustaine as his OC. Holy Uh, shit, that'd be awesome. I feel like they kind of did him wrong when he left, did they not? Like, did did, was that like a bad uh, breakup? I can't remember. Feels forever ago. Um, It it was forever ago. Like, I mean, it's crazy when you think of it. That dude hung on at Auburn forever. Yeah. I think John Sumrall is a name that'll be up there for AM and definitely higher on the list at state, not at AM. But I think that dude's waiting on Stoops to go to Iowa and he'll go yeah. to Kentucky. Yeah. Because, yeah, if AM offers him, then yeah, you go. No fucking brainer. But no, you're not. You're not leaving a place like Troy where you've got it rolling. I mean, they're he's twenty and four right now yeah. as as a head coach. You, he's forty one. They're paying you pretty well. You're not gonna, you know, like Mississippi State's the worst job in the SEC. Not named Vandy. Yeah, like, like let's be real. That's why you're Mullen not gonna freaking genius. Like, good lord. Yeah. Like he's Parlay. goofy. I know, I know he's goofy. I know he's not the most likable guy in the world, but like that dude did some shit that like might not ever be done again. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to risk your career on just. It, it depends on what you value. Do you want to be remembered as like one of the better coaches around, or do you do you just want to fill up that checking account? It's up to you. Because yeah, state will pay you, but. Man, it's uh, whoever takes that job, it's going to be rough for a couple years. Absolutely brutal. Um, <laughs> the Dan Campbell stuff was funny. AM trying to pull that, you know, hey, you played here, come back. Like, nah, dude, he's in the NFL. Yeah, no. That, no. I mean, coaching yeah. the NFL versus coaching, I understand that, like, the NFL obviously is a tougher league, like, duh. But, like, I would imagine, like, Hours wise, coaching in the NFL probably has a lot better like life structure than coaching in college football. Yeah. You don't gotta worry about recruiting. You don't gotta mm-hmm. worry about what 18, 19 year old, 20 year olds are doing all the time. Yeah. NFL NFL guys do stupid shit, but like you don't gotta worry about that. That's what everybody else yeah. does. Um yeah, there's it, it takes a special person to leave the NFL to go to college. Especially when you're rolling, like the yeah. Lions are good. Like yeah. if they were, if they if they sucked and were terrible, maybe. But like, yeah. no, he's got it figured out now. I I definitely think Mississippi State has to go offense again. You have, yeah, you have to. The way this comp, the the way the SEC is, 
this this league, this league. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta go points. You gotta score. You gotta get exciting. Like it takes way too long to get a defensive guy build up. Like oh, we're gonna play hard nosed. You know, Arnett tried to do it. Yeah, dude, that's gonna take years, and you can't recruit to that mentality and that mindset quickly and, they, and they've never had to either like mississippi state's been really good over the years about taking a three-star defensive player and making them like a first or second round draft pick or if you're a blue chip in mississippi you go to mississippi state if you're a defensive lineman yeah, yeah. like i mean that's what they've been good at for years yeah it's always been mississippi state gets the defensive guys Ole miss gets the offensive guys always been yeah. like that um you look at the league at the league now i mean it's all offense Outside, mm-hmm. you know, Kirby is technically a defensive guy. Saban's a defensive guy. But they uh, both they both adapted yeah. and adjusted better than most guys do, which is yeah. what makes them great coaches. And they widen the talent gap by just recruiting their ass off. Like yeah. that's what I kept telling people after the Ole Miss Georgia game. I was just like, dude, that's a different tax bracket, man. Yeah. Like they're they're in an unmarked car with some nice tent, yeah. Like Ole, Ole Miss is still riding around in a you know it's nice. It's a really nice Volvo, yeah. Like it, it's it's a it's a good car. It's a safe car, but like dude, no, they they got private security. They're going to the tarmac. They're getting on the private jet. Like no, they got to figure it out. Do you um, think that, that Lane's gonna mess around these last few games like he did last year and? I don't think so because from the end. Well, it's better this year because you get ULM instead of on the road at Arkansas. Like I mean, dude, he was so pissed about he was he was so pissed about that last year because it was Arkansas senior night. They were fired up. Ole Miss was just reeling after losing to Bama on the last play. Yeah, you get a cupcake and then you get ready for the Egg Bowl, and it's a different Egg Bowl this year because they're. They weren't good last year, but they're really bad this year. Yeah. And I think that carrot of getting to 10 wins again, getting to a really good bowl, get a couple nice bonuses. Yeah. And then you you use that to catapult into 2024. As we're recording, Jackson Dart is set to return next year. Nice. So you'll have your quarterback back. You got Quinshawn Judkins back. They're going to try to talk a bunch of the portal guys into staying one more year to put some stuff on tape because they've had a lot of portal guys. Some of their best offensive weapons haven't played a full season. So, like, scouts are like, we need more tape. We need yeah. to see more. Like, we just don't know what to expect it. Yeah. Uh, Trey Harris. I, Judkins, like, I mean, if Judkins can come out next year, actually, you know, hitting the ground running instead of taking however many like games four weeks. warm up for the year. Yeah. Uh, that dude, I was like, holy shit, what happened between last year and this year? And then it was like, okay, no, he's good. He's fine. He's fine. He yeah. just took it. He figured it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, you know, Jamie Chadwell makes a lot of sense for Mississippi State. Offensive guy. He's a winner. He's done it at several places now. He was great well, at Coastal. I don't think. I don't think with his position – that he's in, it's not like a ton of teams have come calling. So he can't sit no. there at Liberty and say, well, I'm going to wait for the perfect job. Well, the perfect job might not come, man. Like, you ain't got to tell all of us, bud. Yeah. You're going to wait on Clemson? 
I went on Mac Brown. On, <laughs> wait on South Carolina? Like, do you think that could? I, I see it jokingly. I like Mac Brown. Like, he seems like a really nice guy. Um, and I kind of say it jokingly, but I will say that if I was one of those guys that was potentially in that running, maybe I wouldn't make a move until I knew if Mac Brown was coming back or not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Chad, well, if he could pick, he would stay yeah. in the Carolinas. Yeah. So, I mean, that could affect it. Cause I mean, I, now I, I don't know what years Max got. Yeah. I mean, he might do like one or two more. Yeah. Uh, people forget Jamie Chadwell coached at one Delta State. So Just there for a there. year, right? I think that's what it was. 2012. Um, he's been in four four different jobs as a head coach. He was there, Charleston Southern, Coastal Carolina, and Liberty, right? <laughs> hey, shout out to the Fighting Okra. They got their first round playoff game this week, I think. Oh, how about that? Yeah, one year. Is it North Greenville, Delta State for one year, Charleston Southern, then Coastal, now Liberty? How dare he leave Cleveland, Mississippi after one year? That bastard. He's from he's from Carryville, Tennessee. I'm just going to assume that's East Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But look, he's got it made. I mean, if you can put up with the with the Falwells and all that weird shit. Yeah. You're getting you're getting paid up there. And I would assume because they just use their athletics as a marketing arm, I would assume they probably just leave those guys alone. Like they know, like, hey, these guys probably aren't in line with us, but they're you marketing so. essentially. So we're just gonna leave them the fuck alone. Yeah, I would imagine he's waiting on Clemson or South Carolina to open. Or um I'm sure he'd love to go to Tennessee if anything ever happened to Hypel being an East Tennessee guy, but he would make sense at Mississippi State being the offensive background. He's young. He's he's a winner. Um, you know, Willie Fritz, you know, he almost took the Georgia Tech job last year. Yeah. Stayed. Two lanes, got it rolling. Um, he's pretty much won everywhere he's been, and he's done it at JUCO Division Two. FCS so and just with him. It's just the, you know, if Willie Fritz was 45 years old, he wouldn't be at Tulane, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, probably like one of the wild cards, I would say, Rhett Lashley at SMU. I just don't see him leaving because you talk about the year 2023. SMU's got NIL figured up, out. Yeah, and he's and, bumping up too next year, so. Yeah, and they're good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they the NILs figured out their defense much better this year. Memphis could they put went, a in that ass this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were they were like in the hundreds in stop rate, and then yeah. they're top ten, I think, right now. Yeah. Um, you know, Mullins on here is a guy that they could bring back. <laughs> Some of these are ridiculous, like Joe Judge. Come on. I, no, I heard there was a guy at work that mentioned his name. Come on, no chance. Hey, would Eli Drinkwitz leave Missouri to go somewhere? I don't think so. Just nil, man. They've they've they got that thing out. in Missouri where, like, if you if you sign with Missouri, 
uh, or if you commit, I think you get to start your NIL like early. Shit. It's some kind of like a pledge where like, hey, if you stay in state, you can get money like now. Um, and I mean, he's got it rolling. They're good. Like they're they're legit. Um, Rich Rod's on here. He's six. <laughs> he's sixty. Jacksonville State seven and three. He's an offensive guy though. Yeah, uh, yeah. That would be a risk. And then the last two, Jeff Levy, OC at Oklahoma, but he's just never been a head coach. That's that's a dice roll. And then Glenn Schumann, DC at Georgia. He's 33, Alabama graduate. You know, his entire career has been at Bama and Georgia. So he's got that Saban coaching tree. Maybe you roll the dice on him and hope that he can get a good OC, but that's a dice roll. That's well, that's, where, that, that's where Arnett messed up. Like Arnett, like, dude, you had one year to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. Why did you bring in the people on the other side of the ball that you did that legitimately ran an offense that none of your guys were recruited for. Like why? Like, dude, you had one year to prove yourself, man. Like what, what are you doing? Mm. Like, I just don't. And he seems like a, I mean, he seems like a good guy. Like he seems like he's going to get a job at USC or LSU or something. Like he's going to be fine. But I'm like, dude, oh, you, yeah. had, you had one year. Like you knew you had a year. Like, what are you doing, man? It makes that. That's a, it, yeah. Lincoln Riley has probably already contacted him. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because he's a New Mexico guy. He'll go back out that way. Yeah. They got the athletes. He'll just go and coach defense and be, you know, Tosh Lupo or, um, you know, Brent Venables, which when he was at Clemson. And it's funny you mentioned Jeff Levy because, you know, he doesn't have head coaching experience, but he he has family members that have head coaching experience that he can bring (laughs) into the program without notifying anybody at the hey, school. Hey, shut up. I heard what you said about my, my father-in-law. Shut up. You don't say that. Yeah, that would that would not be a problem. That would be perfectly fine. Like, no issue. No notes. God. Yeah, that would just be amazing. Art Browse, back in the back in college football in Starkville, Mississippi. Wait a second. Who's that on the sidelines? The way he looks now, he looks like a Mississippi State guy. He really, he really does. Just him constantly wearing. Just him and what's his name would get along. They both have like wild hair. <laughs> he just wears trucker hats all the time now. Has his has his old gray goatee with its like bleach with black. God. And by the way, just just for the people out there, none of this is funny. Read the transcripts from his calls at Baylor. He's a horrible person and a human being. Like he's yeah. a terrible person. Um, just absolutely god awful human yeah. being. Huge, huge scumbag. Um, but he did win at Baylor. I, by God. Something that literally, literally, by God. God did it, not him. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, Mississippi State, y'all should hire Levy and let him bring his father-in-law. That would be great. Hire Levy to do the offense and hire uh, recently fired Dave Aranda after this season to do the defense. They'd, Boom. They'd be good. I just, I just I literally just fixed Mississippi State right there. Boom. <laughs> They'd be good on defense. I get free uh, shots of cowboys for the rest of my life. Uh, what if a coach uh, – we can close on this. What if a coach took that job and was like, I'll sign right now. 
but y'all can't bring cowbells in here anymore because I hate them. What if, what if you had, would Mississippi State do it? What if they wouldn't? If, there's no, they would. What if it. Dan Lanning was like, I will go to Mississippi State. It's always been my dream, but y'all have to stop ringing cowbells. They wouldn't do it. There's no, there's, and you know what? I respect, I respect the fact that I know 100% they would not do it. I respect, you respect the bit. Yes, I really, I 100% respect that. You could tell them that Kirby Smart would become their head coach, and they say, you could take it and shove it. We're keeping our cowbells. There you That's go. why you got to respect them. Go, dogs. Bunch of idiots. God. All right. I really wish we could just like bring in Melly right now and ask him that question because I 100% guarantee you he would say that tell the coach to shove it up his ass and keep it the cowbells. <laughs> I'll put it in the group text and I'll see. We'll see what he says. Yeah. Because I mean, you know he's going to say no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's a hypothetical, so who cares? But for he'll do it for the laughs. He'll yeah. do like, hell no, I'll never, I'll, I'll be buried with but my I be- cowbell. I believe it, though. I mean, I really do. Oh, I do, too, because they're all idiots. Like They, they that, buy the kids the little My First Cowbell. Little ding, 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 ding. Jesus. I'm still shocked that neither of my kids got one when they were born. <laughs> I thought for sure he was going to do it, and I was going to throw it in the trash. Not even I'm not even giving it back to you to get your money back. You should have known better. That's that's on you. You waste your money. Melt it down. <laughs> melt it down. They're treating the cowbell like OJ's husband. What are they doing? <laughs> Throw it in there. Down. Just <laughs> melt it away. God. Oh, God. I do want them to be good though. In all seriousness, I want Mississippi. I look, I don't I root for Memphis, but I'm from Mississippi. I want the state of Mississippi schools to both do well. I, I don't want Southern Miss to do well because fuck them. Yeah, but everybody else, I'm, I'm up for doing well. So I do hope that Mississippi State figures it out because it seems pretty – it is as low as I can remember them being right now. Like, it's it's pretty damn low. So good luck to the, the, the folks down in Starkville figuring out what the hell they're going to do. <laughs> I'm sure nothing will go wrong and it'll all go according to plan. Of course. It always whoever whoever Mississippi State hires, yep, this was our guy the whole time. Number one on the board. Screwed over Joe Moorhead. God, that's in the podcast. I'm still pissed about that. I was wearing my Fordham shirt yesterday, baby. Go Rams. Fordham, baby. <laughs> you bring this Yankee down here? <laughs> Would you say he was? He had his coaches' meetings in a janitor's closet. He said, "You all, not y'all." He is a communist. Pop? What are you talking about, Pop? You mean pot like weed? <laughs> respect for Joe Moorhead for taking that job. By the way, respect, man. <laughs> Fucking they, they ballsy. Did, they didn't do him ball. wrong. <laughs> Fucking ballsy. <laughs> But hey, he's doing all right. He's in Akron. Yeah, he's fine. He's, he's fine. living in he's living in Ohio. Wonder, wonderful city of Akron. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you see the? Uh, is it Akron that has the rocket outside their stadium that's pointed? It's <laughs> it's pointed at Bowling Green Stadium. Like if you were to shoot, <laughs> if it was a live rocket, it would shoot straight into Bowling Green Stadium. <laughs> That is amazing. 
I saw that. It was if like you think that shit's a hey, man, hey, they take that shit seriously in the Mac, okay? Yeah, it was like uh, the tweet at a picture for the rocket. Oh, here it is. Reminder that Toledo Stadium features an actual rocket that is angled to land at Bowling Green's 50-yard line. Your rivalry could never. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I love yeah. college football. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> best, best sport in the world. Oh, God. All right. That'll do it for Rad Dad this week. York was... He's just dadding his ass off right now. He, he's got too much going on. Um, but we'll be back next week. We'll have the full crew here. Shout out to Joe for uh, hopping on here. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate we got to end the podcast. We didn't talk. We, we didn't pay our respects to Deshaun Watson for uh, getting injured. That really I sucks. Right? I just fucking, God damn it. <laughs> DTR, baby. That's right. Go right, Bruins. We'll be back. Well, yeah. We'll be back next week. Uh, it's their fire and Chip Kelly, so full circle. Uh, we'll be back next week. Appreciate y'all tuning in. For Joe, I'm Zach. This has been the Red Dad. We out. <laughs>